Famous Pennsylvania groundhog Puxatawney Phil did not see his shadow yesterday, which of course means it's going to be an early spring. But for the dementia-stricken President Joe Biden, it's probably going to mean an early end to his campaign. That's what it feels like every morning. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios, this is the Eldonzo and D Show. You have insanity in my earpiece. I am Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And let's not uh, miss a beat here. We're going to start off the show with this. Dees, how was your week? Boring. It was boring? Yeah, I didn't do shit. What do you mean with all these fooly monkey shines going on in the news right now, and your week was boring? Well, my week was boring. Doesn't mean everybody else's was. <coughs> Just sitting around the house, uh, watching the, the rain, and that's about it. Well, spring Pretty. has sprung, and I think it's Puxatawney Phil. What's that? I didn't see a say shadow, that right? Yet, but no, he did not see a shadow, which means early spring is supposed to be here. So check this out. One thing I want to talk about here in regards to this, and I didn't know about this, and I don't think you did either. Uh, this Groundhog Day marked the 10-year anniversary of Bill de Blasio dropping what they call Staten Island Chuck. <laughs> okay? This was... <laughs> so, guess, sounds like the Walmart version of uh, Pucks and Tawny Phil. Yeah, I, it is, and, and there's a lot of stuff to this. And I'm going to go know. down to Costco and get me some Staten Island Chuck. Okay, so first of all... I never even heard this when it happened. Maybe I did and, you know, just it just didn't register. It didn't click. Uh, but 10 years ago, he was holding Staten Island's version of their Puxatawney Phil, which is Staten Island Chuck. And uh, he dropped he dropped the little groundhog and it, it killed the groundhog. And they covered up the fact it killed the groundhog like they kept it under wraps. Wow. Yeah, okay, it gets better. Turns out the groundhog he dropped was a stand-in for the actual groundhog. And this what kind of conspiracy. There's a whole lot of this? sticks going on with this. Uh, they said uh, several months later in September, the, the New York Post broke the news that Staten Island Chuck had died, and the zoo tried to cover it up. They said Chuck was found dead in his enclosure just days later on February 9th with acute internal injuries consistent with a fall. They so, covered this up like it was like it was Groundhog Day. Wait, so the, the original was... Already dead? Is that what they're saying? Or this was just like he had a hair appointment that morning. They had to use his backup. Yeah, no, he wasn't dead. I think they put a stand in named Charlotte. Well, where the hell was Chuck? Why wasn't Chuck on the job? I guess they didn't. I guess they didn't trust old uh, Butterfingers de Blasio to hold Chuck. But but anyway, I'd never heard that, and I thought that was you know if anybody could screw up just holding the groundhog. And then I guess uh, something else I didn't realize was. I think it was uh, Puxatawney Phil or whatever it was, bit Chuck Schumer. Maybe it was Chuck. I don't know. I can't keep up with all these groundhog shenanigans. Uh, bit Chuck Schumer through his leather gloves, and I guess they had to retire letting anybody besides the handler or the guy in the stupid hat hold the groundhog. I don't think I'd want to be bitten by a groundhog either. I, I got bit want- by a baby squirrel once when I was a kid, and that son bitch hurt. I had to go get a rabies shot and everything. You got bit by a 
by a baby squirrel? Yeah, we lived in Florida. This was about 1987, and a baby squirrel had fallen out of the tree. Uh, so they were trying to, you know, save its life or whatever, and somebody handed it to me, and it was, I don't know, like, I wouldn't call unconscious, but just, like, woozy, I guess. And so I had it in my hands, and all of a sudden he came to and just, chomped down on my thumb and wasn't gonna let go i remember i think my parents took us to shed aquarium when i was a kid and they had they had a dolphin tank and all these dolphins swimming around you could pet the dolphins and one of the little suckers bit me right on the face it wasn't that bad it was just a little nibble but i don't know scared the hell out of me so talking about news we've got a whole bunch of stuff to go over we've got this uh stuff at the border we've got of course America has launched like 85 airstrikes so far in the past couple of days uh, in Iraq and Syria in regards to a story we've got coming up in this segment uh, about the three service members that were killed uh, by an Iranian proxy strike over there last week. We've got, like I said, the stuff at the border going on. We And I think this is monumental, okay? This is a big thing for me, especially if you know the history. So we have two endorsements that have come out in the past week. We've got, of course, the Taylor Swift endorsement for Joe Biden, right? Yeah. And, of course, she's all over news. She's embedded in the NFL now. She's dating, what, Travis Kelsey, correct? Yes. There's Every time you go to a it was a Chiefs game, you see her face all over the monitors. Yeah, which, uh, I mean, brilliant move by the NFL to feature her. And I mean, why is that? Tell, tell everybody listening why it's a brilliant Because move. the typical taylor swift fan is not an nfl fan but the like the diehard tay tay or swifties whatever you want to call them they want to see her no matter what so if they can turn on an nfl game on sunday and and, and see taylor swift you know in the box every 15 minutes or whatever they're gonna tune in and the numbers definitely reflected that do you think taylor swift's getting any kickback for this from the nfl yeah I don't know. I I doubt it. I mean, honestly, she doesn't need the money. The NFL doesn't really need the money, but they're benefiting from it. So I doubt it. I think the publicity for both sides is probably payment enough. So something that blew me away, talking about the Taylor Swift endorsement of Joe Biden, which I really don't give a damn who endorses who, but that's a significant endorsement, especially a pop culture, I hate to say it, icon like she is. Uh, I don't trust her political opinions as far as I could probably throw her or as far as I could probably throw Travis Kelsey for that matter. Um, but something very interesting happened. I was say, this- I could launch Taylor Swift. Yeah, that's why I threw in Travis <laughs> Kelsey. Yeah. Something very interesting to me happened this week, which is more surprising. Well, I guess Taylor Swift endorsing Joe Biden wasn't surprising at all. I mean, no, nobody pegged her for a heart. She was came out with the BLM stuff after that. Happened yeah, she's been woke. pretty much pegged as liberal from day one. Yeah, so no surprise in there. her country roots. I was talking to Dee's before we started the show. We had a bit of a debate. Um, but one thing that, and it was about this, one thing that surprised me was Snoop Dogg is pretty much endorsed Donald Trump. Yeah. Now, this is, a, this is a big leap from where he was. Remember, he had that. Uh, music video of he was shooting a clown dressed like Donald Trump, and he was pretty anti-Trump. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, he. I don't th- remember that. Yeah, I do. It was a, it was a guy in a Trump mask. He was done up like a clown, and Snoop Dogg had a gun that when you pulled the trigger, a, a flag came out that said "Bang" on it, pointed at his head. Pretty hardcore against Donald Trump. 
has come out this week, and he is, I guess, thinking about uh, his pup, uh, not only supporting Donald Trump, but a public endorsement for him in 2024. Uh, he said, Donald Trump, he ain't done nothing wrong to me. He has done many, he has done only great things for me. Uh, I guess a change of heart he had came from Trump's decision to pardon Michael O'Harris, or Harry O, who was a co-founder of Death Row Records, which was Snoop's first label. Uh, mentioning that, he said, so I have nothing but love and respect for Donald Trump. When he was asked if there would be a public endorsement for Trump, Snoop Dogg said he wouldn't rule it out. And I don't think this is one of those things where Snoop Dogg saying, hey, I'm going to quit smoking pot. You know, that joke that was going on. It was yeah. an April Fool's gag. I don't think he would actually come out and do this uh, and then come out and say, no, I was just joking. That's a pretty big deal. And Trump did pardon his friend and the co-founder of Death Row. So, yeah, to me, that's significant. And Dees and I were kind of arguing back and forth. Who do we think, which endorsement is going to better their candidate more? Is it going to be a Snoop Dogg endorsement or a Taylor Swift endorsement? And Dees, you were leaning towards Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, just in sheer volume. In sheer volume, because she's got a farther reach of people to get to, correct? Yes. She's a hit with the younger kids. Yep. Right? Now, he said Taylor Swift. I said Snoop Dogg, and I'll tell you why. But there's actually reasons for both of them that, you know, we could argue about all day. I think Snoop Dogg's endorsement of Donald Trump is going to bring more people that otherwise wouldn't have voted for Donald Trump. Trump's almost to 30%, I think. And we could check it. I'm sure it could, you know, change a little bit every day. Donald Trump is approaching 30% of the black support, which is record-breaking. Snoop Dogg, I think if he publicly endorses Donald Trump, can probably pull, I'd say, at least another 15% of the black vote, which is what a Republican would need, a conservative would need in this race. That would, if you could get up to 40% of the black vote, Joe Biden's none. Now, I get you with... Taylor Swift's reach, but the hardcore NFL guys, if they weren't voting for Biden, they're not going to vote for Biden because of Taylor Swift, right? Now, I don't think a lot of people that are really into Taylor Swift, A, care about politics too much, and B, we're going to vote for Trump or somebody else, and then Taylor Swift comes out and says, I'm voting for Joe Biden, and they're going to run there and switch their vote. I think most of them are going to vote for Biden. there are a lot of 18, 19, 20-year-olds that have never even seen the inside of a ballot box that may just decide to to step in. I don't know. That's where it comes from. But look, it's not going to matter because any endorsement that that Snoop Dogg brings over to Donald Trump's side is going to be wiped the hell out when Michelle Obama's on the ticket, either as the, the president or the vice president. Well, you know, that's that's something else, too. I mean, we're coming down to zero hour here for them to actually get Joe Biden to drop out and not run again, which he's got dementia. It's not the like he's TikTok. all together. What's that? TikTok. Like, it's, it's coming. I'm telling you, by... By the end of May is my prediction. Joe Biden's out of the race. Well, the desperation I see here, they may not be able to stuff enough ballot boxes or pull enough fully monkey shines to get him reelected. Uh, you know what? It's, it's one thing to try to influence an election or to maybe even fraud it. But when somebody's in the lead that much, it makes it really difficult. Hey, this is the Eldonzo and D show. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back here from the Skyhammer Studios.
Here we are back again, bigger in life and twice as ugly from the Sky Hammer Studios. This is the El Donzo and Dee's show. I, of course, am El Donzo. I'm Dee's. And we were talking in the last segment, uh, well, we kind of got off on this tangent about the endorsement of Taylor Swift for Joe Biden and then Snoop Dogg's seemingly soon-to-be public endorsement, hopefully, of Donald Trump, which I think is going to benefit Trump significantly and of course, Taylor Swift's endorsement of Joe Biden isn't going to hurt him at all, I don't think, do you? No. No, it's going to bring people in. It's, it's going to be interesting either way. We did touch, I think a little bit we brought this up, the uh, three service members uh, that were killed in Jordan last week. Uh, this was a bad deal. This was an Iranian proxy uh, drone strike in northeastern Jordan, and they were identified as Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, 46, of Carrollton, Georgia, Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders, 24 of, 24 of Waycross, Georgia, and Specialist Brianna Alexandria Moffitt, 23 of Savannah, Georgia. I think there was 40 other people that were wounded, uh, severely wounded in that strike. Of course, the United States government, the Pentagon, I think has lost, launched 85 airstrikes in Syria and Iraq since this has happened. Now, I don't think anything directly on Iran. Now, there's a lot of different opinions of this. There's a lot of ways you can look at it. I think we have to do something. I don't want to see us in another boots-on-the-ground war. Do you, Deez? No, I don't think anybody does. Now, one of the issues I have here is knee-jerk is to turn Tehran into a, a nice, smooth glass area. Okay? Because it's going to come down to it sooner or later. I don't want to see American service members go over there and get further get killed. I don't want to see that at all. We're going to have to do something to keep Iran in place. Now, the biggest issue I have with this is the Obama-Biden administration set this up with the Iran nuclear deal, dumped plane loads of money off for them. Donald Trump comes in here, gets into office, right, in 2016, 2017, and he does away with the Iran nuclear deal, which even a bunch of liberals didn't like that. It was the dumbest thing in the world. It pretty much gave Iran pretty much free reign to do whatever they wanted to. They could keep the inspectors out. They gave them a bunch of money to buy them off and pretty much let them develop their, their uh, nuclear enrichment system. I said system could be anything, but whatever. Uh, now, when Trump gets out of office, Biden goes back to the Iran nuclear deal and then releases, how much was that, $6 billion back to Iran? Yeah. And now Iran is doing this. So we've got North Korea that wants to take South Korea. Okay. We still have Russia that wants to retake Ukraine. We have Iran that wants to retake or that wants to destroy Israel. We have all these wars brewing, not to mention China and Taiwan, which is going to take off here pretty soon. This is all because we have weak leadership and we've allowed this to get to this point. So while I say that we need to get rid of Iran, while I say that where it's going to come down to possibly a third world war with them, I don't want that. I don't see any other way out of this. Now, if you go back to when Trump was in office and he had, I think it was General Soleimani from the Iraq Royal Guard when he had him off, everybody said that was going to create a third world war. Look what Donald Trump did. Donald Trump was unpredictable and he was crazy. And people feared that. There's a reason that Iran didn't do anything after that, okay? They, they didn't know how far he was going to go. We don't have that now. 
We don't have that deterrent. So I don't know what we can do at this point. And you gotta, you also got to remember this, Dees. There is no way in hell that Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, Kim Jong-un, and the Ayatollah have not already discussed what they're doing. There's no way that they haven't had at least a phone call and said, this is the benefit for all of us doing what we're doing right now at the same time in the world. Because all that's doing is spreading us thin. I just don't know any other way to get out of this. I don't, I don't know what can be done at this point. I do want to say we should bomb the hell out of them, but I don't think our leadership is strong enough to follow through with it. I think it's just only going to escalate it because I think we have allowed, I say we, not you and me, not the people listening to this show, but our country and our government has allowed this to get so far out of hand. How do you rein it, how do you rein it back in, Dees? I don't know that you do. There's yeah. a lot of balls in the air right now. Yeah. And we've talked about that, the juggling thing. The more balls you start juggling and getting up in the air, the more likely it is you are to drop one of them. And that's all we need is one ball to drop. I don't want it to happen. I just don't see any other way around it. Now, now our the, current course, I, like I said, it's, it's pretty much inevitable right now. If anybody's got an idea how the hell we get out of this without going any further into war, we have to do something. We can't just let Iranian proxies that are backed by Tehran start drone striking our bases in the Middle East. We, we can't. We can't do it. I don't care. Now, one thing that would go a long way, okay? And this is, we're kind of shifting gears a little bit here on this. One thing that would go a long way, in my opinion, is if we could have uh, people in this administration that could actually go out and talk on a microphone to somebody and compose a sentence that didn't sound like five-year-old gibberish, <laughs> would you agree? I mean, wouldn't that at least make us look better? I think that would help, yeah. Make yeah. us look like we got our sticks wired tight, which we absolutely do not right now. I'm going to pull up the story real quick, and I've got audio of this. So, Corrine Jean-Pierre was, was doing her condolences to the soldiers' families. I, I, this was just a couple days ago, and I want everybody to listen to this. And I cannot wrap my gray matter around how she could bone this up so bad. These people died. They're, they serve in our, they're serving our country over there. When you listen to this, you're going to go, does she even prepare for this? How can you do this? Deez, you heard this before the show, right? Yeah. You would agree with me. This is this is a monumental fail in front of a microphone. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's it's disgraceful. Is Not only the best yeah, way I can describe exactly. it. Exactly. Not only does Corrine Jean-Pierre remember the first lesbian African-American French press secretary we've ever had. Not only does she sound incompetent, but she does sound insincere. And it's it's kind of a slap in the face of the people that lost their lives. Let's go ahead and roll clip. Let it rock. Our deepest, uh, obviously, our deepest condolences uh, go out, and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three three brave uh, three brave uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are who are military folks who are brave who are always fighting who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people obviously more so more importantly uh, we lost those souls as the president said yesterday when he was in South Carolina our hearts go out to their families fighting on behalf of the administration that's just that's tip tip, tip. <laughs> now I'm doing it the tip of the iceberg stupid is contagious she must have taken lessons from Kamala Harris on how to screw up something what are your thoughts on that Dees? well it sounds like they were brave I, 
<laughs> she said that. And like there were folks. There were yeah. brave, and there were folks. Yes, and they were fighting, 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 fighting brave, fighting. Yeah, folks. it's uh, soldiers, you moron! I want to say today, Junior. And they're not fighting for the administration. They're they're fighting for the United States of America. So many things are wrong with that. How would you feel if you were that if you were their families? Like you can't even say. Oh, I'd be disgusted. You know, the That's... loss of these brave soldiers that were fighting on behalf of our country. I just made that up. Yeah. I just made that up. Corinne Jean-Pierre is on one of the highest podiums in the world. Now, wait a minute. But wait, there's more. You know, Bo Biden died of a brain tumor. I think it was in 2015, right? That Walter Reed? Walter Reed? Yeah. Okay. Now, of course, the lie that gets repeated constantly here from Joe Biden is just as bad as what Corrine Jean-Pierre did. Now, I'm going to play you a clip from him talking to one of the families. Uh, roll clip. My son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And, uh... Did you hear that? I'm going to play it one more time for yeah. you. For everybody listening, one more time. My son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him. And... Uh... I, uh, you know, 1%, 1% of all these kids are the ones that, uh, we're going to take care of 99% of us. My son was in Iraq. That's how we lost him. Dumbass. He said until I lost him. No, that's how we lost him. I got the transcripts. That's how we lost him. Play it one more time. It said until. Well, I'm telling you, I don't know what you heard, but he has repeated this multiple times. Let's let's do it. You want to hear it one more time? And roll. My son spent a year in Iraq until I lost him, and uh, I—that's uh, how I lost one percent. One percent. Why look, does it sound like it was recorded from a, a house next door? Because she was recording. He was on the phone, and the family was recording it. These. Oh, okay. okay. So, but this isn't the first time he said that. He said this multiple times. That they lost him in Iraq, that he died fighting his country. He was already out, and then he got a geoblastoma, which is not good. I'm not making light of that by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, don't tell these families that just lost their their children in Iraq. Well, you know, I know how you feel. I lost my son in Iraq, which is pretty much what he said. Right. But this isn't the first time he said it. So I don't know what's worse, Green John Pierre botching it, or Joe Biden trying to make everything about himself. Everything that comes out of his mouth is a lie. At one point, they tried tying his geoblastoma to burn pits in Iraq, which I don't care what you say. There's no evidence of that. Just it's I wouldn't say it's like stolen valor, but it's just a flat out lie. trying to tie yourself into something uh, just like when his kitchen caught on fire and everybody almost died. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Just I have seen a, a documentary on soldiers and the effects of those burn pits and it's it's pretty good i i agree with that yeah but this is just make him up excuses as he can yeah just bold-faced lies just like the like the 9-11 responders that's like saying so many somebody was in vietnam and they died of agent orange 40 years later and saying they died in the vietnam war yeah pretty big stretch this is the aldonzo and d show we'll be right back here from the Skyhammer studios
Hey, welcome back to the Eldonzo and D Show. Coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And you think the bull sticks got deep on the last segment. You better get your hip waders out. As a matter of fact, you better get in a canoe. You're going to have to paddle through this bull sticks. So, President Joe Biden, which we just talked about how much he lies. This one really got, you know, anytime he talks about the economy, I want to throw up. What do you think, Dees? As yeah, a matter of fact, much. anytime I go to the grocery store, I want to throw up. Have you ever went to, let's say, Walmart? Yeah, I've been to Walmart. Let me finish, <laughs> damn it. Go to Walmart. Yeah, have you seen Dees? Yeah, he's about five foot eight. Yeah, whatever. All right, have you ever gone to Walmart? 5'10", asshole. Whatever. Checked out. We know you've been checked out for years, so yeah. that's not a thing. Ever gone to Walmart, checked out, and been pissed off at Walmart by how much you had to pay? Every damn time. But you're pissed off at Walmart. No. no. You're not pissed off at Walmart. No. I. That's what I mean. Yeah, no. All no. Right. Well, Joe Biden uh, was at South Carolina's first in the nation dinner in Columbia, South Carolina, and he blamed the grocery stores for playing us for suckers. Yeah, he, he said the economy's great. He said inflation's down, which the inflation rate has gone down. Inflation is not down. We talk about this on almost every Ad show. nauseum. Ad nauseum. But people need to hear this. It needs to sink in, especially people that are thinking about voting for this idiot. All right. We're going to play you a clip of what he said. He is literally blaming everybody but himself and his administration's practices for everybody being broke trying to feed themselves. And he said something about a Snickers bar in this, and I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Can you maybe look that up? Did you catch that too? I heard him say it. I don't know what the hell he's Let's, talking about. You know what? We're but, gonna, we usually don't do this while we're on air. But, I'm going to look this up because I want to know what he's talking about. I just caught that. Snickers bar inflation. Let's see what this is. Inflation worries and Snickers. Why are voters so upset? Consider the Snickers bar. Have you ever heard of this? No. Okay, so before we play the clip, so we know what the hell we're talking about here, the Snickers bar illustrates how humans don't think about inflation rationally. The United States has just experienced one of the biggest collapses in consumer inflation in modern history. In June 2022, consumer prices had risen 9.1% over the previous year. By December 2023, the rate of increase had slowed to 3.4%. Ah, they said it right there. The rate of increase. So it hits 9.1%, which accelerates the increase. And then it drops to a rate of increase to 3.4%, which adds even more evidence to what we have said. It's still going up. It's never going to go down. Now, I don't know how they tie Snickers bars into this, the price of Snickers, but you could do it with the with the Taco Bell thing too. Yeah. About how, a, what, what was it? A, a beef quesarito was $2 10 years ago, and now it's $5. You can tie that all the way around. Anyway, getting back to the story. So that must be what he's talking about, the Snickers bar. Threw me for a loop. I'm surprised he even knows what a Snickers bar is. Let's go ahead and roll this clip. Like I said, folks, get your hip waders on because the sticks is getting deep. Roll clip. I think this country's have been through have been pretty tough for a lot of people. But we're making progress. There's a lot more on the way. Inflation is coming down. It's now lower in America than any other major economy in the world. The cost of eggs, milk, chicken, gas, and so many other essential items have come down. Do you notice that any of those have come down? No, okay. none of them have come down. Okay, let's keep going. But for all we've done to bring prices down, there are still too many corporations in America ripping people off. Price gouging, junk fees, greedflation, 
Shrinkflation. You see that article about the Snickers bars? Well, it's going to stop. America, we're tired of being played for suckers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute, a-hole. You're the one playing us for suckers. All those people cheered in this are being played for suckers. I can you I cannot imagine that anybody cheered for this idiot. He literally just bent them over a barrel and went in dry in the backside and said, Hey, that pain you're feeling, that's that's everybody else's fault, not mine. Yeah, it, and it's not the grocery stores. Grocery stores, I worked in grocery for a very long time. Grocery stores, they have set right rates, percentages that their markups or whatever in order to Same as gas stations. Yeah. So like it's the suppliers that they're getting it from. If those prices come in higher, then that means the grocery store prices go up because they are exactly. their corporate line is their corporate line. I mean, granted, they're all guilty of it, but you know, nothing's coming down and it's not going to come down. It's been explained 10 times over that what when prices go up, they stay up. Now, let's let let's let we'll get back to that. Let's let Mumble Biden or Bumbles Mumbles Biden finish his little little thing here and that's why we're going to keep these guys keep on them and get the prices down folks the bottom line is our economy has grown more in the last six months than it ever did at any point in trump's entire four years in office. It's a lot bull-faced lie all of it all of it absolutely astonishing that he could come out there and rile these people up and they're actually buying into that you, maybe he had like a laugh track. You know how people have laugh tracks? Like on comedy shows. Maybe it was just an applause track. Because I don't understand how people are this stupid. You cannot price... I got a question. If it's actually the, the grocery stores and the gas stations and all these people out to screw us and price gouging us, why... Price gouging is illegal, isn't it? Well, supposed to be. Yeah. Find them. He can't do it because that's not the case. And I'm going to tell you something else, too. Most of the people that are affected by his train wreck of an economy and his massive increase in inflation are people that work at these stores. Oh, for sure. These stores don't want to do this to their own people. This, they can't even afford it. So you take that out of the equation. It's complete and other, sorry, bullshit. That's all it is. You, you can say that now. I know I can say that. But you know what? We try to keep it professional on the Eldonzo and D show. Well, you do. Now, I do. I try. I try the best I can. So do you remember this guy? What was his <laughs> name? Uh, Aiden Maisie Chaparsky, the the 24-year-old former aide to Democrat Senator Ben Cardin of Maryland. They got caught in the Senate hearing chamber getting pounded. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Capitol Police, uh, they're not going to press any charges. He didn't do anything illegal there. <laughs> you didn't hear that? Oh, I, yeah. I read the article. Yeah. it's. I mean. Of course, his life has been ruined when you listen to him. And 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 read his Twitter posts. His life has been ruined. They've ruined his life because they're because they're homophobic. No, dude, you went into the Senate hearing room and got pounded by a bear, bent over the desk. That sounds like it's defiling our capital, doesn't it? More so than anything that happened on January sixth. Well, you remember that? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That guy that went in to Nancy Pelosi's office on January sixth. And put his feet up on her desk. Remember him? There's a picture that was going around. Yeah, he got four years. He got four years in prison. Federal prison for that. So all he had to do was go in and have homo acts in the Senate hearing chamber, and he'd have been fine. Well, who the hell could... 
How can you wrap well, your mind around this? Well, if he's spending us? four years in prison, he's probably going to be having some homo acts, whether well, he likes it or not. Hopefully, hopefully he's a lot uh, stronger than that. But I feel bad for these people that are getting this the shaft from January 6th, calling this an insurrection. Well, I mean, that you know, Aiden got the shaft as well. We're going to talk about what's going on on the border here probably in the next segment. And we're going to tie that in to why I think that the border is as open as it is. I've got a theory on that. We're going to talk, talk about that after this, but I want to touch on this thing with the Kansas City Chiefs fans. Yeah, we, came out. we briefly covered it last week, but uh, toxicology reports of, why do they always say it could take months and it's always like two and a half weeks? I just never quite that, understood That's that. more or less for political stuff if they yeah, don't want it to but, get out. But anyway, yeah, the toxicology has come back and uh, shocker, they found cocaine, THC, and fentanyl in their systems. So three times the lethal dose of fentanyl, correct? I believe that's what they said. So they're they're. I guess they also guy, say point oh eight is you're legally drunk. So well, no, 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 not legal amount of lethal. I yeah, yeah I get it. We know point oh eight is not lethal. I mean, you got to be a real lightweight to only be. But how did Sleeping Beauty not die then? Did he just not partake? Or so the theory behind that, and there's a lot. It's all theories at this point was that he did pass out, but he passed out in the house and they went outside and passed out in freezing cold temperatures. Yeah, so I don't think the fentanyl actually killed them, but it, it caused them to yeah pass out. And, that's exactly yeah. what they're leaning towards, but we don't know yet. Uh, they say this guy is, I guess he's a chemist. He works in AIDS research or something. He is a bit of a chemist, mm-hmm. uh, scientist, and I guess he is the hookup in the group for drugs. But I don't know. So if he's that good at what he does with drugs, how does he get fentanyl-laced cocaine? Maybe they were doing it. Maybe they like fentanyl-laced. Fentanyl-laced cocaine is it's like an oxymoron. What's the point in having fentanyl-laced cocaine? If you want to do coke and stay up and bounce off the walls, don't put fentanyl in it. Well, the thing is, the suppliers way up the chain can put fentanyl in cocaine, make it more potent without using as much cocaine. Well, they make it more addictive. Fentanyl is way, yeah, A, it's more addictive, but it's also way cheaper to get and produce synthetically. So that's why they're putting it in their coke. And there's a lot of people that don't know what the hell they're doing. So people are dying. Well, maybe he got it from somebody else. We're going to be right back here. Uh, It's going to be, yeah, I think segment four of the Aldonzo and D show, baby. This is the El Donzo and D Show, coming at you from the Sky Hammer Studios on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. And we're actually doing this. It's going to air on a Saturday afternoon. We're doing it on Saturday. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Be kept up with the news. All the news, it is news, nothing but the news. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. Okay, so we've got one that we uh, I want to talk about, which we're going to try to do this in a way that <laughs> we don't get the boot. On, on certain uh, platforms. But this was really interesting to me, and I kind of ran over this with D's before he came back into the show. After I got my iced tea. Um, I should have a Bloody Mary at this point, but I don't. You don't like Bloody Marys, do you? We've hashed that out maybe, before. Yes. You do not like tomato juice, do you? Nope. No. Okay. Well, maybe next Saturday I'll have a Bloody Mary while we do it. What are you going to have? 
we'll do a we'll do a morning drink thing. What do you, what are you thinking about? Well, I mean, I drink vodka, so drink vodka. Be, what are you yeah. gonna, you could just go drink it straight. You damn alcoholic. I could, but I'd probably throw it in a little lemonade or lemonade. Yeah. Do you like depending it? on how tired I am. Hell, I might even throw in a Red Bull or a Monster. Or... There you go. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, do it right, right, man. All right. So check this out. This is a headline, and I like how they did this. The pundit did this. So we're going to try it and see what happens. Uh, UK excess deaths are up a staggering 22% as a headline. Among 1 to 14-year-olds, they said after something called magic juice. So hopefully everybody listening to this can understand what that means. Uh, I like the way they did that, probably for the same reasons. Yes, magic juice came out in uh, 2021. is when... Kids started drinking the magic juice. They didn't drink it, but yeah. Or well, yeah, you know, uh, consuming the magic juice. Yes. That everybody made them consume pretty much. It was a yeah. Okay, so this is an interesting trend. It's it's saddening, actually. We've talked about this ad nauseum on this show. So in 2020 in the UK, there was nine percent fewer deaths than expected. Expected. Nine percent fewer than they expected. Which that's a pretty good rate. Hey, less people are dying. Less kids are dying, right? In 2021, that dropped a little bit. Only 7% fewer deaths than expected. So the death rate went up a little bit. But it's still lower than expectations. Good job, United Kingdom, right? Sure. 2022, the next year, 16% more deaths than than expected. So in 2022... Let's see here. That means it went up, I guess if my math is correct, uh, 21%. The death rate increased 21%. In 2023, there were 22% more deaths than inspected. So from 7% below to 16% above to 22% above the following year. And people look at this and say, well, there's nothing wrong with that. Dees, what do you think? What are your, what, what are your thoughts on this? How could anybody... Look at these numbers and no way in hell time to the magic juice. No, it's a very interesting uh, trend. It would be one hell of a coincidence, but they say it's probably not. It's probably related to said magic juice. You know, Anthony Fauci, we've talked Anthony Fauci. We've talked about this as I am the science and trust the science. And all these liberals say, follow the science, follow the science. Well, you know what? I'm not a scientist. These, uh, but I can take in information and analyze it. I, I get paid to do that. And I'm going to tell you right now, the first thing I would say is, what happened in 2021 here? <laughs> and I don't know. I, I would just, I think anybody that's above a fifth grade education can figure this out. Or at least say, we need to start here looking into this. They know. They absolutely know. When you got Bill Gates coming out saying he wants to reduce the population. Well, guess what? Everybody to drink that magic juice Kool-Aid, you're helping him out. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was pretty pertinent to bring up. And I expect that this stuff is going to get worse and worse as time wears on because we don't know the long-term effects of this magic juice. Now, do we, Dees? No, we sure don't. Okay. Now, this is going to get me going. Uh, Representative Ayanna Presley, you know, the ball chick, far left. I think she's part of the squad or maybe she's too squad for the squad, has accused Walgreens of racism uh, since they closed a Boston store. Boston store. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, she accused the company, which is Illinois based of engaging in a life threatening act of racial and economic discrimination. 
Uh, this was over its decision to shutter a pharmacy Wednesday in Boston's Roxbury neighborhood, which is predominantly minority, 85% black and Latino. She goes, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th District, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury community that is 85% black and Latino. She wanted, went on to say, when Walgreens leaves a the neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. Now, there's no way that, that it could just be because, A, business is bad and they can't keep the store open and afford to pay their employees, can it? That, that can't factor into it. Well, it no, is. of course not. And of course, crime rate can't factor into that either. No. They, they can't say, hey, business is down. We don't have the business to keep this going. On top of that, the crime rate's bad. We're going to shut this door. It has to be racism. Everything has to be racism. Everything has to be tied to, well, it's because of black people or it's because of Hispanic people. The race card in this country that gets played is mind-boggling to me, Dees. What do you think? Well, yeah, especially since, what, 20, when did it all really kick off? 2019, 2018? Yeah, around in there. And then, was when and then really 2020 bad. is when it completely blew up with the George Floyd thing. Well, I would say it actually goes back to the Michael Brown thing. In Ferguson, yeah, it, it started there with Ferguson, but then it was 2020 when Floyd happened, and it just... That was like a nuke on an already unstable situation. And and uh, Trayvon Martin as well. It's like the African-American judge that... Uh, that I, I have to pull this story up. It's not just the African-American judge. There was a lot of people you know, telling young black men to run from the cops because the cops are going to kill them. This is just inciting this stuff. This is not making this any better. No. So how do you get away from a complete societal collapse when you have people acting like this? You don't. No, yeah. It's, it's so how many happening. people are going to go out and, and, you know, take up arms against Walgreens? How many people are going to be reading this and get pissed off at Walgreens about how racist they are? Well, I'm pissed what? off at a Walgreens here in Bloomington that I think it's better now, but there for a while the pharmacy wasn't open at all on Saturdays and they would the entire pharmacy would take lunch for 90 minutes. Okay, and that's here in Bloomington. Yeah. Which is... Nothing like where they're talking about in Boston, Massachusetts. Right. All right, this is the Aldonzo and D Show. We're getting ready for the second hour. We'll be right back here at Skyhammer Studios. Coming at you almost live from the Skyhammer Studios, this is the Eldonzo and Dee's show. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dee's. And in case you haven't noticed, we're not on the radio anymore, but you can still find us on all of our socials at facebook.com slash Eldonzo Dee's. We're on X at Eldonzo Dee's and, of course, youtube.com slash eldonzodees and now we have a website and that website is eldonzodees.com right there on the screen if you're looking at our stupid faces on youtube you can go there and have uh, links to all of our socials and even some of our video content so be sure to check that out that is eldonzodees.com you know what we're not on though 
were not on the lam like no. these five illegal immigrants that assaulted the cops in New York are. We're lame, but we're not on we're the lam. We're lame, but we're not on the lam. Uh, yeah, talking about this story and this whole migrant situation, I'm not going to call them migrants. Migrants are people that come over here and get work visas, green cards, whatever, migrate, migrants. Illegal immigrants, illegal aliens is what they are. And this is getting out of control. Um, we had five illegal immigrants this past week assault two New York City police officers. Dees and I watched the footage. We don't know at exactly what point things went awry, but it's very clear that the cops are shooing them away around 8.30 in the evening. And these guys were here, uh, of course, illegally. They provided false uh, identification to the charity that was housing them at the shelter. Cops shoot them away. I guess they didn't like that. And five of them started attacking two cops and end up leaving them beaten on the ground and they run off. They arrested these guys, right? They arrested them, uh, booked them, then released them. And now they're on their way to California. So if you assault a cop, these where we live, you're going to jail and you've got to be bailed out. Okay. You're getting charged with a felony. Yeah. You don't get to leave. You just don't get to run away. They're allowing them to take off. This is pretty bad. I mean, they're kicking the cops. They're obviously it was, they were assaulting police officers. Now, New York Governor Kathy Hochul suggests deporting the mob of immigrants who pounded the cops. Suggest deport. Why is there a suggestion like we should deport them? No, oh, that should be instant. Done. Because good luck finding them now. There's, they didn't even have. So here's something else about this. And we, we got to get into this, this illegal immigration thing. They are down at the border finding stacks of legal IDs from people from Somalia, from Russia, from China. From North Korea, from all these countries, they come up through the southern border and the coyotes advise them to leave all their identification behind. Did you know this? They leave no, all of their surprised. actual le- yeah, all of their actual legal identification behind. So they come in and they say who they they can just make them up stuff. Now they've also got this is another thing too. So they talked about the accompanied minors, non-accompanied minors, or if they bring their kids over, they can bring their family over. They're not even doing DNA swabs on these people. They're literally trafficking children at the border to men that are in their 20s and saying that they're all a family. They're not even doing swabs. They don't even care. Did you hear about the rape trees down there at the border? I'm sorry, rape trees? Rape trees. They're trafficking children. This is a thing. Rape trees down at the border. They're trafficking children. And they're raping them along the way. And they're hanging up the underwear of the children in trees where they rape them at. Wow. This is getting out of hand. This is child trafficking. Not just is it fentanyl and everything coming across this border. It's child trafficking. Now, Elon Musk said this. And I want to pull up to this. I saw this this morning. This just came out. Uh, He tweeted on X that Biden's strategy is very simple. He said is to get as many legals in the country as possible first. And then the second is to legalize them to create a permanent majority, a one party state. He followed that up with that is why they are encouraging so much illegal immigration, simple yet effective. I think Musk hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, it's votes. They have to bring these people in. This is what they have to do. And they don't care who dies in the process, who's getting raped in the process, who's getting trafficked in the process. As a matter of fact, they're voting to, to, I don't know if it went through, to impeach uh, Mayorkas. 
These people are de facto sex traffickers. They are de facto drug dealers by allowing this to happen, in my opinion. Now, the House just passed H.R. 6678, which makes certain acts related to Social Security or identification document fraud grounds, barring an illegal alien from admission into the United States or deporting the individual. Specifically, this applies to an individual who has been convicted of the offense or is admitted to committing the crime. Offenses that constitute grounds for inadmissibility and deportation under the proposed legislation include knowingly and without lawful authority producing a false identification document and two, making a false statement of material fact in an application for Social Security disability benefits. So, if an illegal immigrant comes to this country and tries to falsify his identification and get Social Security benefits, which should be going to our seniors, which we've paid into our entire lives, correct, Dees? Mm-hmm. This is saying that they can be deported because of this. Make sense to you? Well, yeah, that's something that probably should have been done a long time ago. Okay. Now, that passed House of Representatives 272 to 155. 155 Democrats voted no against deporting illegal immigrants that commit Social Security fraud. That's 75% of their of their of the members. 155 Democrats come. Now, you know what? If an illegal immigrant comes in here and commits uh, Social Security fraud, we don't want to deport him over that. What the hell does this sound like? I to mean, you? to be fair, I would like to to know what else was in the bill because we all know how our government works. One thing snags the headlines as far as what the bill's about, but then there's 14 other little things in there that have monumental consequences that nobody ever pays attention to. And that's how but all But bi- still, it it looks bad. Absolutely the, looks the bad. The poison pills are, are what I would want to know if 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 any, it could just be flat out you know, party line stuff where they don't care what's in the bill. If well, it's not a party- Republican made the bill, we're going to vote against it. It's not party line stuff cuz 55 Democrats voted for it along with every Republican. So it's not a party line thing at that point. Speaker Mike Johnson has outlined, and this is also the gateway, he's released a document citing 64 cases of Joe Biden's effort to weaken border security. We can't go through all of these, but we're going to post this to the website. I want everybody to read it. Look, if you are an illegal immigrant and you're coming in because our border sucks right now, it is what it is. But if you get caught, I don't give a shit if it's jaywalking, if you're gone. Yes. Like if you if you come in this country illegally, whatever, okay, fine. But, you know, if you chew bubblegum and the local law says that you're not allowed to chew bubblegum, get the rights. hell out. Yeah, I think there needs to be a massive deportation. Yeah. We shouldn't be ushering these people in. This is it's disgusting. And I'm telling you, this is borderline this is borderlining treason. You know, Abbott comes out and starts take or starts putting up Constantina wire down on the border. And the federal government takes us to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court says that Border Patrol can take it down. Now, I don't, when you really look at this, it says Border Patrol can cut it and take it down if they need to save somebody's life. Or if somebody's in a medical emergency, they can cut it and take it down. There's a lot of debate over this on what rights a state has and what rights a state doesn't have. In my opinion, we shouldn't even be arguing about this because it's not Texas's fault that the federal government 
is allowing this kind of illegal immigration to come to our country. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is a real toss-up in the air. Now, I don't really see it as the end-all, be-all, but what I do see, and this is just a, man, take this and chew on it. I'm not saying this is, I bet my lunch this is going to happen. We're in an election year right now. What they're doing to Texas, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to make a big dent, but they're getting a lot of people riled up. You can't tell me that the Democrats at this point don't want to have some kind of new January 6th. They don't want to see they don't want to have reasons to get more of these domestic terrorist conservatives. They need to have something to say, hey, look, this is out of control. We need to start arresting people again. Or, hey, we, you know, the election's coming up and we're going to need to put our foot down here. I'm telling you, they want a reason. I think that's one of the big things going on at the border. Isn't Border Patrol's fault? If Border Patrol has to do their job, they have to do it. But Greg Abbott is coming out and saying, this is our state. We're being invaded. 25 uh, Republican governors are backing that. Now, I don't think this is going to result in necessarily a secession with Texas. I would actually, I told somebody if Texas actually seceded, I'd move to Texas. I think a lot of people would. I don't think Texas can legally succeed. Uh, you go back to the Civil War, that pretty much put that to, to rest. But the key term in there is legally succeed. Yeah, we couldn't, they couldn't legally succeed before, but they did. But they, they did. Just, they lost. The whole, but. Yeah, the whole South. So I don't know what's going to go on with Texas, but God bless him. Ron DeSantis is sending a thousand National Guard. To, this is this week is sending a thousand National Guard troops to the Texas border, which I don't think that he has ever sent a thousand National Guard troops to Texas. Um, they may have sent him out of state to help with, you know, disasters. But Greg Abbott's citing uh, Title 10 of Article 1 as this is an invasion on Texas's border into their state. Yeah, and it, it is. absolutely is. And the leader of this country is culpable in it. He's complicit. He's actually orchestrating this with the idiot Mayorkas. How can anybody sit on their hands and allow this to happen is beyond me. It's only going to get worse. He's Biden is re, flat out refusing to enforce immigration laws that are on the books. I think Musk hit, hit the nail on the head. I agree. They're building up their base for a one-party state. All right, this is the Eldonzo and D Show. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be coming right back here on the Skyhammer Studios. Donzo and D Show coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios on this beautiful Saturday. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And we talked about the bull sticks getting deep. Well, I'm going to tell you something. This thing with E. Jean Carroll, if anybody's really looked into the details of this, I think was set up from the word go. I honestly do. Wouldn't be I, surprised. I, I don't think Trump raped her. I don't. I really don't. I think this woman, at best, is a whack job, like Trump says. Uh, speaking of that, Trump called her a whack job. She has won $83 million in a defamation suit against Donald Trump. $83 million. Because Trump said she was lying and she was a whack job. Have you been following this? <laughs> as little as possible, but enough. 
So here's my issue with this. All right. She couldn't recall the date, the month, the season, or the year this happened. Supposedly sometime in the 90s. She never told anybody about it. Um, she was publicly obsessed with her own sexual... If you read some of the stuff that she's written, it's borderline pornographic. So she claims she had a dress. The certain dresses she had didn't even exist at the time that she was trying on. It's supposed to be lingerie and dress or something. Her description of the dressing room that at the Bergdorf Goodman was inaccurate. So she couldn't even describe the dressing room. Her lawsuit was bankrolled by major Democratic donors and friends of Jeffrey Epstein. This is the thing. The Adult Survivors Act. Who is also a donor for? Who? Nikki Haley. Oh, absolutely. Well, imagine that. Yeah, Reed Hoffman. Yeah. Not only bankrolled her lawsuit, but is also a Nikki Haley donor. Now, the Adult Survivors Act. Um, of 2022 was introduced in New York, which extended the statute of limitations to file sexual abuse claims in a, in a civil matter. Imagine that. Now, she came up with this in 2019. This is the first time anybody heard about it. Now, a bunch of Democrats passed this, and this is the first one to go through, which if they didn't do this, the Democrats in New York, the Adult Survivors Act, this wouldn't have happened. This was done by Democrats. Not only that, but George Conway is the one that convinced her to file the lawsuit. George Conway convinces her to do it. 2019, she goes public with it. She talks to George Conway. And then all of a sudden, the Adult Survivors Act is passed. Now, this is something right here. In 2012, Law & Order SVU, okay, had a plot line of a woman. 2012, they got raped in in the Bergdorf Goodman department store in a dressing room in the lingerie area 2012 i think i've seen that episode i'd be interested to know if her description of the dressing room was actually the description of the the dressing room in the show that would be interesting she she also called law and order one of her favorite shows and also trump's apprentice was also (laughs) one of her favorite shows now, this is the first time she's done this. She's made up rape allegations. Uh, Les Moonves, which is the, I think it's CBS president. Used to be, yeah. Uh, used to be, accused him. Uh, she once told Anderson Cooper, most people think of rape as being sexy. Think of the fantasies. And she also made a career promoting promiscuity, even writing glowingly of sexual assault and naming her cat Vagina. She had a pussycat named Vagina, huh? Yes, That's absolutely. That's a pot called pussycat the kettle black. named Vagina. It'd be like getting a Dotson and naming him Penis. <laughs> it's my wiener dog named Penis. Little wiener puppy. Now, this is interesting. So, she also goes out. Now, check this out. This isn't, the, this isn't the end of it. She held a celebratory party at the Lower East Side Bar Flower Shop, which is an elite place. And she had Lawrence O'Donnell, Kurt Anderson, SNL producer Marcy Klein, Puck columnist Tara Palmieri, New York Times opinion writer Lydia Paul Green and Washington Post uh, scribe Sarah Ellison. This was a big posh party where she was celebrating her win. So somebody that had all this angst and felt like she was an outcast for coming out against Donald Trump and suffered all of these major losses because Donald Trump said she was a liar. You know what? E. Jean Carroll had a pretty good, uh, she had a pretty good run, a pretty good career. She's what, 78 now, 79, something like that. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. If I win $83 million, I'm going to have a pretty big damn party, too. 
Well, yeah, $83 million can make your make-believe woes go away, I guess. Yeah. Now, she also said that she didn't say anything for the longest time because she was raised just to keep her mouth shut. If you see what kind of a feminazi this woman is, you would know that she wasn't raised just to keep her mouth shut. You know, if this happened in the 50s, I'd buy it. Okay, not in the 90s, in the middle of Manhattan in a department store where you have one of the richest people comes in and rapes you and you're not going to say anything. You're not going to try to extort money from him. Blow me. That's not going to happen. All right. Yeah, it's not. I don't believe he still says this day he never even met her. I actually believe him. Now, when you look at George Conway, which is the biggest sniveling son of a bitch I've ever seen in my life. Of course, he's divorced from Kellyanne Conway, who was Trump's right hand woman. How the hell they could ever get along and have dinner at night? George Conway and Kellyanne. And her daughter's a little liberal twit, too. George Conway is the one that convinced her to do this. Because George Conway is, of course, with the Lincoln Project. So everything smells of shit with this. Yeah. Now, this is New York City. Don't expect it. And this is all politically motivated. I don't care who you are. This is political. Every, every one of these indictments, every one of these lawsuits is to weaken him. And it's backfiring in their face. I think they're scared shitless of what's going to happen. So, he says that E. Jean Carroll is a whack job. He's never met her, and she's a liar. And she wins a defamation case against Donald Trump. And they award her more money. I think she was looking for $10 million. They gave her $83 million in damages. Now, this is being appealed. Don't get me wrong. It's being appealed. Hopefully, you can beat it. Probably can't. So, a couple days after this happens, a judge dismisses Trump's lawsuit against a Steele dossier saying that it was scandalous claims and damaged his reputation. Would this be a good time to come forward with the um, sexual assault that I endured from Joe Biden back in 2002? No, because Tara Reid did that, <laughs> and everybody blew her off. Who? Tara, Tara Reid. Who? Joe Biden? Yes. My point is, Who? In other words, you don't hear about the shit anymore. Oh, that was yeah. my point exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You led right into that. Tara Reid is a fart in the wind now. Nobody wants to hear from Tara Reid. Yeah. We and heard about her for what? Two weeks, three weeks, and where, then gone. Where, where we know, we know for a fact that she was with Joe Biden. She was what, a staffer or something, wasn't she? When he was a congressman? Yeah, something. Yeah. Intern or I don't know. She was, yes. They, they worked together. Meanwhile, this E. Jean Carroll goes on Rachel Madcow show and gets softball and you're so great and all this other stuff. Tara Reid went on with Megyn Kelly. Megyn Kelly grilled the shit out of her. But, you know, she's a conservative person like Megyn Kelly was the only one to interview her. She wasn't the only one. There was others. But nobody paid any attention to Tara Reid who had a viable accusation against Joe Biden. They shut that shit down. And I'm going to tell you something else that has probably spurred this on. Remember the 2016 debate who uh, Donald Trump's guests were when he was debating Hillary Clinton? Who his guests were? Yeah, Paula Jones, Juanita Broderick, and Kathleen Willey. Oh. The people that accused Bill Clinton of raping them. Yeah. You know, I bet that was a turning point where they said, we're going to get this son of a bitch. I wouldn't be surprised. I guarantee you right now, as sure as I'm sitting here, that played a role into it. This is all bullshit. Judge in London threw out the lawsuit Thursday filed by former President Trump, which claimed the infamous dossier and its shocking and scandalous claims harmed his reputation. This is the one where Christopher Steele made him up this bullshit that Donald Trump was going to Russia and had Russian prostitutes piss on him and pee on the bed that Obama slept in, which was all fabricated. All of this was fabricated. And he says, you know what? That hurt my name. 
That was probably done. I know that was done. That was paid for by the Hillary Clinton campaign. Okay. That was done to discredit Donald Trump. And they threw that case out. They threw it. it, uh, Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. But E. Jean Carroll can just make this stuff up after watching an episode of SVU. It's a good show. It is a good show. And actually, you know what? The Apprentice was a good show, too. And E. Jean Carroll loved that. Nope. I'm telling you, the worst thing that I could ever imagine is being in Donald Trump's shoes where everybody's out to get me and anybody can just make frivolous lawsuits against me and I have to pay them. And they know this. There's no way that E. Jean Carroll wasn't going to get that one in New York City. There's no way in Manhattan that wasn't going to win. So anyway, that's something I wanted to touch on. I think it's utter garbage that this is happening. And you know what? I believe Trump. I don't care what he said about, you know, grabbing by the... I don't care. I, I believe Trump in this case. Now, poor star Stormy Daniels, that's another story. I'm pretty confident that happened. But it all goes back to this. He was one of the richest men in the United States in that decade it supposedly happened where she can't even t- she can't even say the season it happened. She can't say the year that it happened. Wouldn't that get thrown out in a regular court? Yeah, that's where it, it gets me. I mean... Not that I have come across a lot of sexual assault victims in my day, but I've come across enough to know that days like that, you never forget. No, no, you no, you don't. I've talked to plenty. I've talked to plenty of people. And I'm going to tell you right now, she extorted Donald Trump as much as she could because she didn't know he was going to run for president. She didn't have anything against Donald Trump until after he was president. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of, uh, let's see if I got enough time for this real quick. I got a little bit of time here. Boston doctor found not guilty of masturbating next to 14-year-old on plane. Now, I kind of remember when this broke. Uh, Judge cleared Dr. Sadipta Mahanti, 33, of any wrongdoing Wednesday after a three-day trial in Boston federal court. I guess what happened was this 14-year-old girl got off the plane and accused him of having a blanket up to his chin and found out that, well, I guess came to the determination and as he was asleep, the blanket fell down and he had his wang out and was beating it. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, nobody on the Gotta flight do something to pass this. the time. He was sitting next to his wife. Nobody else saw this and the girl made it up. So who knows what the hell's going to happen next. This is the Aldonzo and D Show. We'll be right back with the Sky Hammer Eldonzo and D show coming at you from the Skyhammer Studios. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And you know what it's time for, Dees? It's time for Foolie Monkey <coughs> Shines. We've had enough depressing stuff that we've talked about today. I think it's all pertinent, very important things, but it's time for Foolie Monkey Shines. And if anything, really gives us a reason to believe that we do need to start launching nuclear weapons because we're getting into the stupid, funny, witty, what the F stories right now. Now, I got one I want to lead off with. Did you hear about this? New Hampshire. There's a town that I guess is in panic because they're opening a diaper spa. 
Have you heard about this? I have not. Do you know what a diaper spa is? Don't have a clue. I guess a diaper spa is where adults can go and wear diapers and pretend to be babies. This is in Atkinson, New Hampshire. This, Di- this is an actual kink. Like this is that, that, much bigger be. than than anyone would care to admit. I mean, if if we're not turning our uh, young people into the opposite sex and encouraging them to cut off their genitalia and go on hormone blockers. We're encouraging encouraging adults to act like babies. You know, China's got to be loving this shit right now. So the diaper spa positions itself as a safe and judgment-free zone to nurture and pamper diaper lovers and enthusiasts through deeply immersive experiences. The spa opens its doors wide to individuals over 21 who embrace the comfort and security of diapers. Uh... Let's see here from their website. I believe it is the diaper spa is here to serve all diaper wearing individuals who seek acceptance, respite and care. We embrace 20 plus 21 plus year old individuals from all races, gender, sexual persuasions and preferences. We celebrate the genuine you. We are LGBTQIA plus plus what the plus plus friendly and affirming. We are trauma informed. Only guests over 21 years old consent and receive our very elite one to one care according to his website. What the f- one to one care? What I don't, I don't even know. They're just making, I mean, at least look, <laughs> at least they're adults. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I don't get it, but whatever trips your trigger, I guess, but I, yeah, I give up. I don't know. I'm going to tell you something right now. If I had a close friend that said that he liked to dress up like a baby and put diapers on, and roll around the floor and go, goo, 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 goo. I, I I wouldn't be his friend anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry, Deez. If you told me that you're into acting like a baby and putting on diapers and getting a giant playpen and shitting yourself, I, I dude, I'd be out. No. I'd I be mean, like, sorry, man. You you and I cannot be friends this anymore. This one-to-one, like, are, what, are they popping titties in mouths? Or what? I don't like, know what they're doing. I wouldn't put it past them. When they, well, look at it. All races, gender, sexual persuasions. They're LGBTQIA, LMNOP friendly. What are the plus pluses after that? Does that I'm, mean just whatever the whatever the hell else we can just make them up? You know, sexuality, lesbian, queer, bigender, trans, Q, is two Qs, I. What's I A? We should look this. Uh, I. A asexual in in intersexual asexual something like that. I don't Jesus, know. Jesus, Jesus, it's whatever. Like, launch the nukes. These like I said, at at least at least they're not. True pedophiles, and they, they want to act know, like who one. knows what they're into. Well, they, yeah, but they only let in twenty-one-year-olds, so it's whatever. Just stay well, the hell away from me. That's I'm going to tell say. you something. Some heterosexual dude that likes to drink beer and shoot pool and fight. I'd rather have him around my kids than some some fat weirdo in a diaper. Okay. No, I agree. Just saying. Yeah. No. All right. So we're on to fully monkey shines. D's, you've got a whole bunch of content for us. Yeah. What do you got, bro? Well, you you know. Lauren Boebert has uh, been in the news here as of late for the alleged fight with her estranged husband. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, the over-the-pants hand job she was given at the theater in, was it Denver or whatever? Well, because of the divorce, I guess she's moved to District 4 in Colorado. As Did opposed- anybody just hear my jaw pop? No. Ah, ooh, okay, go ahead, sorry. She was a... Uh, third congressional district now she's in district four because she's moving with the whole divorce and the only reason i'm really talking about she's losing as as of this straw poll but 
what caught my attention was Bobert faces stiff competition <laughs> in Colorado house race. And uh, I got to tell you, hey. Lauren Bobert comes around me. Not just the competition. It's going to be stiff. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be a lot of things that are going to be stiff. I, yeah. I'm going to tell you something, man. Lauren Bobert. Well, I don't know, man. If I ever got hottest congresswoman in ever, I agree. Just ever the like, glasses, the glasses make it. Yeah, I think the glasses do it. The light. You talk about old Marjorie, whatever. Take, well, she's not bad looking. I mean, no, I but do she's tongue in cheek. You know, she's like dog shit on the bottom of my shoe compared to Lauren Bobert. Lauren That's Bobert is is, is smoke quite ex- show. Smoke show. She's quite exceptionally hot, and you're a stiff competition. Yeah, yeah I tell you. To be more of a more of a holdup than a stick up for some people. All right, these. What else you got? Speaking of dog shit on the bottom of my shoe, a Texas trio allegedly blew fentanyl smoke into a newborn's face to quiet its cries. They should Are put these me? sons of bitches under the jail. A 19-day-old baby. They were uh, Abilene, Texas. Robert Lee Mason Jr., Jennifer Trevino, and uh, our Lee Daniela Roca. Good job. That was nice. You Whatever. did good on that one. <clears throat> and the newborn were in a vehicle January 25th in front of Frontier Inn in Suites where they were staying. They discovered fentanyl in the vehicle, including in the baby's diaper bag. What in the hell is wrong with these people? I don't know, but apparently the baby was uh, fussing about and they decided to uh, take a big puff of whatever drug they were smoking that had fentanyl in it, blew it in the baby's face, to try to make it cry and... This is, you know, what somebody should blow in their face a twelve, a 12 gauge. gauge. Yes. Yeah, this yes. is to to me. This is grounds for the death penalty. Like, what in the hell are you doing? I agree. And all they had was a hundred thousand dollar bond. Like, you want to talk about endangerment? See, this is the. There are certain people in society that need to be eradicated. Yeah, and those are three of them right there. Making the short list, making the rounds. Uh, here's a fun one. Boyfriend busted. Dressing in drag to take a career exam for his girlfriend. Oh, I saw now, this. this is one. love. This, yeah, it's, yeah. You know what true love is? Yeah. Ray Charles and Ronnie Millsat playing tennis. That's true love right <laughs> yeah. there. Okay, go ahead. If you thought copying someone else's test answers was extreme, a 26-year-old man named Angres Singh has been arrested after allegedly masquerading as his girlfriend so he could take an exam in her stead, as seen in photos blowing up online. And if you see the photo, this is one ugly dude. Yeah, it doesn't he <laughs> that, have a hoodie on? dressed as a chick. Uh, yeah, he got a hoodie and a like a stocking puffer, puffball hat or whatever, and a little wig, lipstick, all that stuff. And there's a picture of him and the woman. And yeah, I'm sorry, that's not passable. Yeah, I looked at that and, and kind of chuckled a little bit. I mean, A for effort, you know, like going undercover <laughs> to try and get your... Uh, what was it college exam no it was a uh attempting to take a recruitment test for his girlfriend uh i'm not even going to try her name but she was 34 at the dav public school in i'm not going to try it coke katkapura punjab oh this is in india yes the indian express reported punjab. he report <laughs> reportedly but previously failed the exam a prerequisite to becoming a healthcare worker Wow. So deceived test officials, undercover lover, shaved his facial hair, applied makeup, and got gussied up in women's clothes before entering the exam room. The impersonator even went as far as to forge his girlfriend's voter card, ID card, 
an Andahar card, a 12-digit unique security number to make the illusion ironclad. And there's a picture of the ID there, and yeah. See, you can tell that India doesn't have the bullshit DEI that we have because all I have to do is come to America and they don't need to yeah, pick their just... intelligence. They can just say they're a woman yep. and they're Indian and they'll just give them a job as go. an airline mechanic or a pilot or something. So I don't think she'll be uh, enjoying a career in healthcare anytime soon. Well, I don't care. I don't live in India and I have no desire to go to India. But that's, yeah, that was, I, I agree. A for effort to the guy. Uh, what else we got? Ah, Red Solo Cup. Don't, oh, go ahead. Do you know the myth behind the Red Solo Cup? I do not. Tell me. Well, apparently the the you know there's lines on the cup, and right. leave it to alcoholics to basically tell you why that those lines are there. Apparently, the first line at the bottom is one ounce, so that's a shot. The second line would be uh, four ounces for a cocktail. Okay, and then the top line would be twelve ounces for. Oh, I'm sorry, five ounces for the cocktail, 12 ounces for the beer. Well, it makes sense. I mean, yes. units of measure built into the cup. Just sounds ingenious to me. I'm an alcoholic. So, yeah, it makes yeah, sense. This is the universal belief among alcoholics that that's the design of these cups. But it's actually uh, come out now that the Dark Container Corporation, Solo's parent company, has said that, no, that's not what we intended. We are more along the lines of, like, the one ounce is a mouthwash or a serving of cereal should be five ounces what or 12 ounces is the amount of water you should drink each day i like the alcohol version better i do too and this is the aldonzo and d show we'll be right back from the sky hammer studios Coming at you from the Sky Hammer Studios on a wonderful Saturday. I'm Eldonzo. I'm Dees. And we have some breaking news we just found out about before we get back into the Fooly Monkey Shines. This is a headline from Fox News. If you remember, last week we talked about the UN giving out prepaid debit cards and envelopes of cash to people coming to the border, right? Yep. Using our tax dollars that we pay to the UN. Well, New York City said, hold my fentanyl. New York City is to hand out $53 million in prepaid credit cards to migrant families to help them buy baby food and baby supplies. <sighs> now, we have people living on the streets, homeless veterans, $53 million. Now, that'd be great if, you know, they were going to actually have a budget and, you know, have money in the bank. But they're projected to have a $1.8 billion deficit in New York City this year. I'm not. I'm not surprised. Like, who hands money tell out? Tell them us? where that money's coming from. Uh, taxpayer dollars. Yes. So when you're you paying win. taxes and you're being crapped on in New York City, and you can't afford to eat. You can't. Well, that's you know that's not Joe Biden's fault. That's not New York City's fault. No. That's the store's fault. Yeah. Of you course. can't afford rent. You know you're making. You're paying sixteen hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom flat in New York City. <laughs> If you're lucky. At least they're making sure the people coming over here, they're going to be their future voters are taking care of them. That kind of money, you're lucky to get a closet that'll fit a sleeping bag. Right? 
Well, so I want to talk about that. That's what's going on right now. They're just throwing money at it and not their money because we talked about this before. Where does the government get their money from, D's? They, you and me. You and me. They get it from us. All right. Anyway, back to Fooly Monkey Shines. D's let her rip. Uh, romantic rival sentenced after defecating on the vehicle of an executive in the villages. What? Yes. You know what the villages is, right? It's the big... Uh, started as a retirement trailer park in uh, North Central Florida and turned into this gigantic city now. But no, I did not. You've never heard of the villages? I don't think so. It, it's the village people. No, nope. it's, it's called the villages, and it's just, uh, I believe, north of a town called Lady Lake, Florida. Again, it started out as a small retirement community, and now it is the United States leader in STDs per capita. Because apparently all these old retired people want to do is have sex with each other. Well, okay, old retired people. What's STD? So they're not, what are they, meth head retired people? No, no, they're, it started out as like 50 plus retirement people. A lot of swingers, loofahs on the, the golf carts. And it's basically evolved now into this mega city. Wow. Uh, anyway, but Jeremy Robert Powell, 30, lives in village of Sable Chase, pleaded no contest when in Sumner County to the charge of criminal mischief. He's been placed on probation when he ordered from 40 hours community service officer was called on the morning of February 13th to the Oxford Oaks home of Michael Hefner, director of accounting at the village's commercial property management had walked out to his driver that morning and discovered that passenger side windshield wiper of his vehicle was broken that there were scratches on the door and fecal matter on the roof of his vehicle. So in other words, this dude climbed on top of the car and, uh, Took the kids to the pool, dropped or took the Browns to the Super Bowl, however you want to put it. I actually knew a guy that uh, locally, and you knew him too, years ago, was pretty pissed off at the guy he worked with. And he snuck up the street while he was intoxicated and jumped on the guy's car and dumped one right on the guy's windshield. <laughs> yes, Is this that the, was, your former next door neighbor? Yes. Because it definitely sounds like something yes, he would do. absolutely something he would do. He, he, he did a lot of fully monkey shines like that. That's nuts. Um, what was was your mom strict when you were growing up? Uh, yeah, with some stuff. Yeah, she beat me with a vacuum cleaner. Why? What's it? But like, what what would her reaction be like if she caught you watching porn? I don't think it would have been the end of the world, unless it was gay porn. She may have been a little disappointed in me. Why? Well, because a woman was sentenced to three years in jail by the Malacca Sessions Court for throwing boiling water on her son after she caught him watching porn videos on her phone. How old was the kid? On her phone? Yeah, apparently he was watching them on her phone. 13-year-old son. Well, I don't... Okay, first of all, I wouldn't watch porno on my mom's phone. Well, yeah, but... At 13, you don't know that shit stays in the history or whatever, but apparently he was caught uh, pink-handed. (laughs) Pink-handed. And yeah, threw boiling water on him, so... uh, yeah, she's uh, she's going to jail. You know what? That that could really like damage somebody. Like they're watching porno and they get in. Uh, they could be scarred for life. Not just from the Are you? Water. Yeah. No shit. Poor kid. But he, yeah, that, that, that's that's stupid. There's no. She is, cold water is one thing. She is believed to be angry that the boy, the second of five children, used her phone's internet data to watch pornographic videos. However, friend's mother lodged a police report after the friend saw his injuries. 
Wow. Did it get any on his on his tallywhacker? It doesn't quite go into that depth, but if she caught him uh, well, in he, the act, I well, would say that that's probably a pretty good assumption. Well, did it say that she caught him in the act? No. Okay. Okay. Just we don't says, know. It's undetermined. Yeah. yeah. Either way, More still not a... Uh, the punishment doesn't fit the crime there, if you know it's what I'm too saying. too bad McDonald's didn't throw scolding coffee on him while he was doing it. He could have been a millionaire. Yeah. You know, some states have some stupid laws. Oh, yeah. Well, I've uh, highlighted a few of them. Some might benefit us. Some would, would not. Let's have them, Dees. Tell us about them. In Minnesota, this one would benefit us greatly. In Minnesota, is noted in Section 34, 340A, whatever. 902. That, yes. That no person may be charged with or convicted of the offense of drunkenness or public drunkenness. Let's move to Minnesota. Right? I, I love it. I, yeah, I'm all in favor. Uh, in New Mexico, you can't dance while wearing a sombrero. Are you kidding Isn't me? that the whole point of wearing a sombrero is, you know, d you're partying? Yeah. It's reportedly illegal to dance in Sombrero, New Mexico, according to a report published by yeah, whatever. Nothing illegal about wearing a sombrero. But if you start dancing in it, you're breaking the law. So let me get this. I'm putting a sombrero on. I'm good to go. But if I start busting the move, then I'm, I'm screwed. Yep. Wow. And I can't ever go to Mississippi, even though I was conceived there, because if you swear in Mississippi, you can be fined up to $100 and I would have to file bankruptcy. And in Georgia, why did the chicken cross the road? Why? It didn't because it's fucking illegal. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody, this is the El Donzo and D Show. We'll be right back at you next Saturday at noon. This is El Donzo out. See ya. <laughs>